Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan in the lane, looking around. Spider spins, step back, 18-footer, good, and a foul. Donovan Mitchell with a little showtime right there. Ingles has 22 now to lead the Jazz. Joe will just step into a deep three and rip the cords. Joe Ingles goes Dane Lillard, and the Jazz are up 11. Well, the Utah Jazz hit a bunch of three-pointers. That team that can shoot 40% from three was back. And they were going against a grizzly team that routinely plays close games and does not win them in the bubble. And guess what? Played another relatively close game and did not win it in the bubble. And PK, all is right with the Jazz again. Victory makes people feel so good. Uh, victory is always good, that's for sure. Winning is what it's about. That's what you're looking for. And it was a complete team effort, the team that they have. They don't really have a good team in terms of beyond six guys. But those six guys did what they needed to do. The starting lineup was absolutely sensational, particularly with shooting, obviously. And they defended there for a while at the end of the half in a game in which it looked like, wow, they're starting to dig a hole here. Is this going to be a problem? And instead, a 20... 22 to one run, 25 to three to end the half. That uh, I think that left everyone feeling more comfortable because they never got in a big hole after that. Even though they did have a, a couple of periods where they didn't play very well. They should beat a team like Memphis. They should beat a team like New Orleans, and that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, they 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 played four teams. Of those four, the two that are better, they lost. The two that are worse, they beat them. Got a back-to-back coming up now. They'll be back in action tomorrow against the Spurs, and then they'll play again Saturday, too. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I really don't think the basketball community are sad about losing his viewership and him viewing the game. If we, we continue to talk about we want, you know, better, uh, we won't change. We have an opportunity to do that. So the game will, will go on without... Uh, without his eyes on it. Uh, I, I can sit here and speak for all of us that love the game of basketball. Uh, we could care less. That's LeBron James trying to uh, answer a question and talk about the president without using the word Donald or the word Trump. You can see him pause there or hear him pause there a couple times, work his way around it. It seems like these games are going to be uh, politicized no matter what, PK. There's a full slate of games to talk about, but there's the topic. That may be a topic for somebody else. It's not a topic for me. I love the uh, Laker game with Oklahoma City. Yep, and Lakers. And exactly why I don't think the Lakers are going to win the title. Lakers got beat by the Thunder, 105-86, and the Thunder led that the whole way. They, got a, uh, they jumped on them early and never let up. Of course, that does bring up where the Jazz is going to finish because if the Thunder and the Rockets keep going the way they are, 4-5-6, really not very clear right now, which really doesn't leave you any clarity as far as uh, who you're going to match up with in the playoffs. Good. That means it's tight. Even more intriguing. There are high-scoring games, and then there's what the Celtics did. 149-115 to to the Nets. 
Uh, we're seeing bigger numbers in the NBA, but the number 149, that's the kind of thing you got to see, and you got to double-check and see, is, it, is that a typo? That is a massive number. Yeah, the Nets aren't any good. And elsewhere in the West, the Jazz next opponent, the Spurs, got beat by the Denver Nuggets, 132-126. to Michael Porter Jr., another big game, 30 points, 15 rebounds. Got called out by his coach, said, Coach, you can trust me. And he has come back with two enormous games in a row now. How long can he sustain this for? Because he was a high pick. He was supposed to be all that, but he was injured in college. He was injured in the pros. And you get hurt, you're kind of off the radar. But he's put himself back on the radar with these numbers. Yeah, what's a high pick? I think it was middle of the first round, wasn't it? Yes, but that was because of the injuries. I mean, he was supposed to be... Uh, you know, I don't know, I think he's projected as like top five, but because of the injuries, then that slips. So, but those are that doesn't matter now. Nope, nope. But it's like they got if he's gonna play like this, then it's like you got a top five talent, even though you got him in the middle of the round, which is how you build really good basketball teams. Well, I mean, we've seen that plenty of times over guys who get uh, overlooked for one reason or another. And then they go on and star. And right now, Porter has played two great games. If I'm the Nuggets, i got to be ecstatic about it. Popovich, Greg Popovich praising uh, the Nuggets after the game, saying Porter is a fine young talent, and Jokic is like a reincarnation of Larry Bird. He does everything. He's amazing, and they were great. Keep your eye on the Nuggets, huh, PK? It's your call. No, I think they've been overrated now for a while. Oh, come on. All right, DJ and PK. (laughs) Hashtag NFL. So there are these reports. This is a little odd out of the Vegas Raiders, but hey, if you can't get odd out of the Raiders, who can you get it out of, right? So the Raiders log on to a Zoom call because that's what everybody does these days, whether it's an interview session or a team meeting or whatever. They log on to a Zoom call. They're supposed to meet with John Gruden. Instead, they're greeted by the special teams coach, Rick Basaccia, who informed players that Gruden had tested positive for COVID-19 and was in the hospital. The players were taken aback. And then the special teams coach says, yeah, that's not true. The team just wanted to illustrate to the players that anyone at any moment could contract the coronavirus and that every player has to stay ready because the pandemic does not discriminate. A little shock value, a little role-playing right there, PK. I thought it did discriminate. I thought you couldn't go to church, but you could protest. Ooh, little politics there, huh? Yeah, I know. For Mr. You wanted to talk sports, you just went to the politics. Tread lightly, PK. (laughs) got to keep people guessing, though. Keep them on their toes. Yeah, okay. Cam well, at Newton. least I do. I know you wouldn't. Cam Newton was reportedly coddled by the Carolina Panthers to insulate him from criticism after a bad game. The former teammate Kyle Love says he cannot expect that treatment from Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Kyle Love, who played for both teams, both the Patriots and the Panthers, told the Boston Herald, this is just my opinion, but I don't feel like Cam could take the pressure of coaches talking down about his play. If he had a bad game in Carolina, the coaching staff wouldn't say much to him because they may have felt he could be a little frail about it or maybe pout. They never really corrected to the point that Bill used to correct Tom Brady. Bill's going to be Bill, and he's going to let Cam know how he feels no matter what. Everyone's treated equal, and I actually love that about Bill because that let the whole team know you're going to be held accountable. Great. I'm looking forward to the start of games. 
Uh, can, is Cam going to get beat up by the coaching staff and pout? All right. One more storyline to watch. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Former BYU quarterback, Alabama offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian got a raise. He's going to make $2.5 million annually, a figure that is more than nine Power 5 head coaches made in 2019, including Notre Dame's Brian Kelly. So, PK, some schools still have money. Some are facing a major shortfall. But, hey, if you have the most money, you can buy the best team, and why would a guy want to leave to be a head coach if he's going to have to take a pay cut? He may want to be a head coach and take the pay cut, but that might uh, help Alabama have a few more advantages. Money can be a major advantage. Who knew? Yeah, why would you assume that he would have to take a pay cut to be a head coach, though? Well, when you start, uh, it depends on which school he's going to, but when you're getting paid more than nine Power 5 coaches, and I think we're going to see salaries uh, you know, take a hit going forward for a year or two, and he obviously just got a raise. Yeah, it'll be interesting if we see salaries take a hit to the top-level guys, lower-level folk. But at the same time, you know, you're not going to start angling to see who's going to replace Saban because he's 70, uh, 69 years old. Stay so ready. How you never know. How long want to do this? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, who, who knows what – I don't have no idea how long uh, Nick Saban wants to do it. I mean, he looks like he's in good health, but – We've seen with retirements, it may just come upon you that, okay, I've had enough. This is it, last season. I mean, like Lavelle Edwards going in. The people had told me that that would be his last season. The coach at Dixie, who I knew pretty well, had told me earlier in the summer, this is it. Out of deference to Lavelle Edwards, you know, let him make the announcement. But it was something that, you know, he hadn't talked about, hadn't talked about. Boom, he's going to retire. So... Maybe Sarkeesian can angle to be the coach at Alabama, which would be an enormous pressure-packed job, but it also would be an extremely attractive job, sort of like when Urban Meyer left, same type of deal. But at the same time, Ohio State's really rolling, so basically what you have to do is not screw it up, and you could still be really competitive. So that would be interesting to see if Saban, I mean, who knows, Saban might want to coach five more years. I wouldn't put it past him. If that's what he wants to do and he's got to tell us and it's, it's desire for the job, great. Way to go. I would love to see it if that's what he wants. But it'd be interesting to see how it plays out and who is the next head coach there. Well, while Sarkeesian's getting a raise and staying put, there are teams that are or schools that are struggling financially. The Pac-12 is going to establish a $1 billion loan program to help cash-strapped athletic departments weather the COVID-19 pandemic. Loans are going to be repayable over 10 years. Each access, each university could access as much as $83 million. Uh, we know some of the some of the schools with that with uh, financial problems have been at the lower end of the league for a long time, or have had uh, major rebuilds with facilities. Obviously, you know Cal's a team that uh, or school that has uh, redone their football stadium and, and taken on a huge amount of debt there. And uh, Arizona, Washington State, Oregon State have been, uh, going back to the Pac-10 era, have been the schools that people typically identify as having less money. So you kind of have an idea where this might go. But I, I wonder schools like Stanford and UCLA, as we see them playing in front of almost nobody last year, and now if they play this year, they're going to play in front of nobody. How far are those schools away from needing a little bit of help? 
I don't know. Formal discussions between the leaders from the Pac-12's Hashtag We Are United campaign and representatives of the conference could begin as soon as today. Commissioner Larry Scott will be involved. Arizona State AD Ray Anderson, Utah AD Mark Harlan expected to be on the call with student-athlete leaders. Mark Harlan right in the middle of it, PK. You know, when you follow Chris Hill, it takes something. You know, a lot of things were in place. A lot of good people were hired. A lot of facilities had been built. It takes a while to, you know, put your own stamp on things. But you get a new issue like this, and you get to help put your own stamp on things. Uh, yeah, I just wonder, is it cosmetic? It, what stamp is going to be put on this? He's also on that oversight committee that kind of proposes things to the NCAA, so that might help in that regard. And the final college football playoff rankings are going to be released December 20th instead of December 6th, reflecting the fact that the leagues are all rescheduling their championship games for the 12th or the 19th, so the 20th seems like the logical date. Semis this year, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. The championship game scheduled for Miami on January 11th. At least that's where it is currently for being flexible in all things these years, this year. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Jansen set the pitch. Line drive to left field. Caught by Taylor. Tagging is Grisham on his way home, and he is out at the plate, and that's the way the game ends. What a throw by Chris Taylor. Grisham gunned down at the plate, and the Dodgers hang on to beat the Padres 7-6. to What a finish. Jack Peterson goes deep twice. They get the out at the plate. The Dodgers get the win. They are uh, virtually tied with the Rockies, just percentage points back for the top spot in the West. That was a good series for the Dodgers. They got pushed a little bit, and they responded, PK. Uh, Sure, yeah, without Mookie Betts. Uh, Yeah, that was nice. Chris Taylor is a jack-of-all-trades for the Dodgers. He can play middle infield positions. He can play the outfield position. Obviously, he's playing left field there. They Registered that throw at 93.3, I think. And it was a great play. Great game. A very entertaining game. Bring in the heat. And the uh, the Dodgers leave San Diego taking two out of three in that series. Uh, elsewhere in Major League Baseball, your Diamondbacks 14-7 and Cole Calhoun and inside the park homer. They take down the Astros. I was watching that game. Yeah, it hit the right field. There's a little area in right field in the Phoenix Stadium where instead of uh, facing home plate for space, it actually faces towards right center and that thing hit and then just shot all the way down the warning track towards center field. You knew as soon as it, and it didn't just roll I mean it was like it was a hard grounder and you thought, oh wow, we're going to see an inside the park home run. And remember yesterday I told you that it was my father's birthday? Yep. Well, I have had a moment that I've actually regretted now for a good long time. I must have been about 10 years old. And I remember talking with my father and he said the triple is the most exciting play in baseball. And I said, Dad, I think I'm going to go with the inside the park home run. And I one-upped him. And all these years later, I felt bad about it. I think I would tell you to let that go, but uh, I don't think you're going to, so I don't know why I would bother telling you to let that go. <laughs> you're not going to listen to me anyway. Yeah, it's. I, I shouldn't have. I knew I had him, but why put it in his face like that after all he had done for me and was going to do? Well, I guess and it I, depends I on the... I bad all these years. I should have just said, yeah, you're right. 
I guess it depends on the tone of discussion. That could just be a fun sports discussion or whatever. And fine. Yeah, but you, you know my tone. When do yeah. I ever have a fun sports discussion? <laughs> that's possibly true. And that's why I wasn't going to bring it up, and I was going to let you just continue to beat yourself up. I don't, I don't think it's that big a deal, but okay, I wasn't there. Maybe it was. Longest win streak in the middle. You know what's weird about that ball game? What? Hold on a second. What was weird about that ball game was that uh, the Diamondbacks had had nine hits. They hadn't had nine hits in one game all season. Any two games, they hadn't scored nine runs total. It was like, you know how we waited, waited, waited? You got to break the jazz out. It's like the jazz the ball well. Yeah, well, three. Yeah. The law of numbers really does come to pass. <laughs> the law of numbers. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that means anything to the rest of you, but PK and I get a chuckle out of that. It's just something Matt Harper said in a broadcast once. He was probably going for law of averages, but law of numbers. So now we use that routinely. Uh, the longest win streaks in the major leagues, six games now for the Cubs in the National League, the Twins in the American League. They're also tied for the best record in baseball. They're both 10-2. and You Darvish pitching the Cubs past the Royals 6-1. to Flukish hot start, or this is the real deal? And, of course, it's a weird season, you know, you're... You're, you're get, we're already getting what almost a quarter of the way through the season here, but hot start or real deal for both these teams? Now with the Yankees losing, they're nine and two. They had had the best record in baseball, but well, percentage wise, the Cubs might clinch a playoff berth by Mother's Day. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mother's Day's in the rearview mirror. Maybe they clinch by Labor Day. I know, but whatever the percentage is, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, yeah that, but there's only a month left after then. That seems too late. That division is sucking, and the Cardinals haven't played a lot of games. But Milwaukee's four and five, and Cincinnati's five and seven, and the Pirates are horrific two and ten. And then you got St. Louis; they just haven't played that many games. They're two and three. So everybody's under five hundred. Everybody's four and a half games or more behind the Cubbies already. DJ and PK. Golf. First major championship of the year. The PGA used to be in August and it was the last. This year, it's in August and it's the first, even though it's not supposed to be in August anymore. But hey, this year's unusual. TPC, Harding Park, San Francisco, Brooks Kepka, defending champ. What are you looking for, PK? Storylines. Low scores. <laughs> Guys are going low? Oh, man, you never really know. I don't, yeah, well, you assume they're going to go fairly low because they're really, really good at what they do. They're the elite of the elite, so you, you can't you can't predict it. I mean, golf now is the most unpredictable sport, particularly when a major, when all the focus is on it. And this year too, being unusual. San Francisco. I was watching something yesterday, and they were interviewing Tiger. It's <laughs> talking about, and you can relate to this because you've been in the area. You know, he's from Southern California. He goes up to Stanford to go to college. And yeah, it's beautiful there. It's just spectacular. Well, then he goes up a little more into the Bay Area, and he says, "Yeah, man, I go. It'd be like 80 degrees where I was living, and then I go up there, and it's 50 degrees." Yep. And they were talking about him playing and get trying to get loose. And he said, "You know, it is just damn cold here." And so, well, how will that play? And now he's always a storyline. I hope he's competitive because it's good for golf. And then you got the young bucks, and uh, you got guys in between. Phil Mickelson had a nice run last week. Can he continue it? Is he capable of doing that? You pick a storyline, 
And the answer is yes. Uh, it could possibly be a storyline. Now, it may not be a storyline. I don't know. But that's the craziness of this sport. Who gets hot? Nobody's going to get hot climate-wise. But who can get hot during uh, four days? Tony Finau is, you know, we know for him locally, he's been in a bunch of tournaments for the first couple days, even into Sunday. Does he pull it off here? So, yeah, pick a storyline, and it potentially could be one. Harding Park, a muni fit for a major. There's all kinds of uh, stories being written written about this course, and one of them is about the size of the, you know, golfers like to joke if you put it through a tree, well, the trees are 90% air. They have some trees there with these massive trunks, and I've seen a couple of previews written with, you know, golfers walking by these trees, and these trees just dwarfing people, so... Accuracy off the tee could be a key here because sometimes, you know, you can bend it around a tree, hit it over a tree, but some of these trees are uh, are just massive, and you just can't fool around with them. So we'll talk with Bob Casper about that coming up. 8 o'clock, he's going to check in, and we'll look ahead to the PGA Championship. Craig Bowlerjack's going to be here at 8.30, talk about the Jazz win, look ahead to back-to-back games Friday and Saturday, and Joe Ingles at 9 o'clock. Joe had a big game, and they get a win right before he comes on. I was used to request that of him, and months later, he's back at it, PK. Yeah, that really is good. I mean, all of us thought the same thing. All right, they're going to win, and Joe's going to play well. He's going to be in a great mood tomorrow. (laughs) Joe's coming up at 9. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up next... We can look back at that jazz win. What'd you learn? What'd you figure out? What does it mean going forward? We will get to all of that next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.